You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Daw, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about what the experts are saying about Oscar Shibway needing to come back to Kentucky They're right, and we're going to talk about why in just a minute. Also, on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, going to be talking some football for the first time in quite some time. Going to be talking about Will Levis and the draft. Where is he going to end up going? I'm going to give you my thoughts later on in the show. Thank you so much for making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube subscribe to the show. It would mean a ton here if you went ahead and subbed and joined uh, the crew here at Locked On Kentucky. Uh, We'll be having a lot of discussion, conversation, uh, you and I about all these different things going on with Kentucky basketball and football throughout the summer. It's going to be a lot of fun. No reason why you shouldn't be subbed, and there's no reason why you shouldn't be listening on podcast as well. Appreciate all my podcast listeners out there uh, on top of that. You know, as I always say, uh, I believe the The quote here is from Richard Johnson of Split Zone Duo and SEC Network. Podcasting is a visual medium. I've said this for decades. Uh, Just kidding there, obviously. But let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So CBS Sports just today actually put out an article called The Dribble Handoff explaining uh, who they think should withdraw from the NBA draft and return to college. This was an article written over uh, on CBS Sports by David Cobb. If you want to go check it out, I'm sure you could literally just Google uh, Kentucky basketball or go to CBS Sports and, and check this out for yourself. But they explain within this article that they believe Oscar Shibway should return to college basketball for his fifth season. Now, you and I have discussed uh, lately, it's not been extremely re- recent, but lately about how uh, maybe it may be best for Shibway to come back for some personal reasons. Maybe it may be ba- best for him to leave for Kentucky. I'm going to dive into all of those things that we've kind of discussed previously, but I'm going to explain why the expert take on this from Gary Parrish and from David Cobb is correct. So I'm just going to read you the excerpt that they have about Shibway in this article about why he should come back. Gary Parrish was the one that wrote this paragraph. He said, quote, I'm choosing to answer the question presented in the most literal sense and going with Shibway because I really do believe he could benefit more than any other early entrant to the 2023 NBA draft by returning to Kentucky and capitalizing on another year of name, image, and likeness opportunities. Do I think he's likely to improve his NBA draft stock with a fifth season of college basketball? No. But considering considering the former CBS Sports National Player of the Year isn't projected to get picked by most, it's reasonable to assume Shibway will be able to make more money next season at Kentucky than he'd be able to make playing basketball literally anywhere else in the world. If I were him, I wouldn't walk away from that. And he's absolutely right. What have we been talking about here since Shibway was considering coming back this time last year? I actually, I think I was talking about this before last season even ended. This was a 2022, like, February conversation, uh, if you've been listening to the show for that long, which if you you have, really appreciate you. My stance on this for over a year has been if Shibwe wants to make the money, 
he's going to stay in college because there's not money to be made if he wants to declare and stay in the NBA draft. This makes perfect sense. Gary Parrish and David Cobb are perfectly spot on. There's no arguing with if Shibway wants to make more money, NIL with Kentucky is going to provide him, I would say, significantly more opportunities to make absolute bank compared to maybe I'll get drafted, maybe not, and I won't get anything. Maybe I'll sign some type of of free agent deal. Maybe I'll get into the G League, and that's not going to be anything compared to what sort of money he can make here at Kentucky, not just through their NIL programs, but through different sponsorship opportunities and things like that. So I think Shibwe coming back to Kentucky for one more season makes sense if financially that's what he's trying to focus on. He's trying to focus on getting the most money possible right now. There is a flip side to this that I want to discuss before I get to the second player, the second Kentucky Wildcat that this article actually lists here. There's a second side to this, which is the fact that if you're thinking long-term, there may be better opportunity entering the draft this season. Now, I understand most places, like Parrish said, like we've discussed for over a year, most places are not going to be drafting or mocking Shibwe to be drafted. So right now, it's not looking like Shibwe's being going to be a draft pick, but there's the chance that he is, and it's better than last year. I want to point that out. It's a better chance than last year. Right now, if Shibwe thinks that his draft stock is not going to go up and another season could potentially harm his draft stock or injure him, then he needs to go ahead and enter the draft and stay in it now. I think that's why he's going through this whole process right now, trying to get himself ready, trying to figure out, okay, are there enough NBA teams legitimately interested in choosing me to where there's an opportunity that I get picked in the second round at some point? Right now, I cannot sit here and tell you whether or not another season will help or hurt Oscar Shibwe's draft stock for the 2024 NBA draft. What I can sit here and tell you is that next year's team is going to provide him significantly less opportunities to showcase improvement or to showcase his abilities that he currently has. So right now, Shibwe, what is he? He's the best rebounder in all of college basketball. If he comes back another year, it's going to be the exact same thing. But when it comes to what he does on the defensive end, when it comes to IQ, when it comes to holding on to the ball in the post, there are so many different things that I just don't know if he's going to be able to consistently display and do the right thing, right? So he may get his opportunities to actually go out there and execute. It's just the question of whether or not he does in that limited sample size. And if he doesn't in that limited sample size, it looks worse. It looks like, well, he's continuing to not get better and arguably, when it comes to the NBA, there's going to be, you look at the average 7-8 man rotation, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed on your typical NBA team that doesn't have a superstar. If Shibwe, if I'm, an, if I'm a scout and I'm saying, well, Shibwe can't play within a system that has four or five scores within an eight-man rotation, he can't get out there and play well with them. You know, how does that translate to what he wants to do with, with our program? How, how does that tr- translate to what he wants to do with our team. So I, I would be very skeptical if I saw a small sample size and he didn't perform well. If he did perform well, I still would go back to, okay, well, he's had, had issues with this, that, and the other in the past. I think there are several ways that a scout could spin this negatively for Sheepway if he does decide to return and there are problems that we see. 
on top of this, I mentioned it a minute ago, if he gets injured, that will absolutely destroy any chance that he has at getting drafted, in my opinion. I may be wrong on that, but I think that I, I think that if he does get hurt heading into the draft, there's going to be a lot less teams that are willing to even consider taking a chance on him. So, like Parrish said, fifth season doesn't improve his draft stock at all. And in fact, I would be afraid of more the negative aspects of it because of the different setting he's going to be in with several different players that are going to want to score and hold on to the basketball. It's a completely different team. It's a completely different makeup of the roster this season. But I think that if he wants to be the one that makes the money, now he's going to go ahead and come back. It seems like Kentucky... And this has been reported that Shibwe, you know, gave them uh, his blessing to just do whatever they wanted looking in the portal, even if that meant finding a replacement for him. It seems like Kentucky's taking that seriously. They're going after guys like Hunter Dickinson. You know, they're going after guys like Jamarian Sharp, who I don't know what's currently going on with him uh, in the portal right now. Literally have not heard anything uh, about what's going on with him. But we're stuck in this spot still, even with some people saying he needs to come back Some people saying he needs to go. You know, it's beneficial for him if he returns personally. It's not so much for the team if he decides to return. If he decides to leave, you know, what does a rotation with Onyenzo and maybe Dickinson Dickinson look like? Dickinson look like if he comes in. There's so many different ways that you can spin this. So I want to hear your thoughts. You can leave it in the YouTube comments below. Do you agree with Gary Parrish? Do you agree that we should be supporting a Shibwe return Uh, for the Wildcats, would it be beneficial uh, for both parties? The second player I want to get to here before we move, before we move along to Will Levis is Chris Livingston. So Livingston, actually, uh, he's considering coming back to Kentucky. It sounds like last time we heard anything about this, it was 50-50, quote unquote, uh, for Livingston to come back. But this is what David Cobb had to say about Livingston. He said he entered Kentucky as a five-star prospect, showed plenty of promise on the defensive end, started 26-34 games. Uh, but the six foot six wing has plenty to work on offensively before he can be considered a safe bet to get selected in the first round of the NBA draft. He averaged just 6.3 points on 30.5% three point shooting during his, during his freshman campaign and didn't show much shot creation acumen. Another, another loaded freshman class coming to UK and a potential return of star big man Oscar Sheepway. It's possible that Livingston would remain the only only a role player offensively. But within that role, it would still be possible for him to demonstrate marked development in his shooting and offensive versatility. If he does, he could become a first-round pick in 2024 since his size, athleticism, and defensive ability are all working in his favor. Ultimately, if he decides to jump now, it's easy to imagine Livingston as a second-round pick or undrafted free agent who winds up in a two-way contract. But With another year of offensive refinement, the calculus could change dramatically for Livingston, who has all the ingredients of an eventual NBA rotation player. Cobb spot on. Once again, I don't disagree with anything uh, that CBS Sports has said here. And the last time we talked about these guys when it came to uh, Kentucky players going pro, uh, I was not too kind uh, to what they had to write. But anyway, point being, Livingston is offensively, you know, raw. Right now, he's not showed a lot of ability to do a lot of different things. He can get to the rim. He can rebound. He was not a great three-point shooter. Uh, he like uh, like uh, David Cobb said, shot creation acumen. What we what what have we said on the show here? Kentucky has lacked ISO uh, players over the last couple of years, and Chris Livingston was no exception to that. 
Uh, he was not able to get it done or create shots or create looks for himself consistently. And coming back for another year, I think would be beneficial for him to try and refine that. I think the question you have to ask yourself is how much is this coaching staff going to help him work on that? Because the point of this coaching staff is to win basketball games consistently. Is it to refine these guys and get them ready for the NBA? They may say it, but are they actually doing that in practice whenever they've got these four or five stars coming in and all of these other things that they're trying to handle? Well, we would have to see. I can't tell you. I'm not trying to say that they won't, wouldn't help Chris Livingston develop a little bit more. Obviously, it's part of their job. But I'm just saying there are, I think, a lot of different questions and factors that need to be answered before a decision is made on this, which is why Livingston is taking so much time on this, I can only assume, is because there are, similar to the uh, Shibway situation, there are two sides to this. Uh, you could look at the positives and negatives of both of them uh, and probably come to a decent conclusion based on however uh, you spin it. So, Chris Livingston, give me your thoughts on him in the comments below or hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK on Twitter. Before we get to Will Levis, where is he going? First time we've talked about football in quite some time here on the show. Before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then you need to try out Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you won't even think that they're good for you. On top of this, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate, and they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, a personal favorite here on the show, cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros on top of that. They're very healthy for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein in these bars, and now you don't need to wait around to get a box. So we've been talking for right at a year, I think, about Built, uh, Built Bars, being able to order them over on Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can still get your specialty flavors over at Built.com as well. Don't forget that. So you can head to your nearest Walmart or you can head to your nearest Sam's Club, get a four-bar four bar box or 13-bar box of our hit flavors uh, over, or one more time, you can check it us check us out over at Built.com. Dot com. You've got to try these, and if you do, you can thank me later. All right, continuing, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. I am like short-circuiting right now uh, when it comes to talking. Uh, so we've got the uh, NFL mock draft special going on here at Locked On. It's bigger than ever. You can follow all along all with 32 teams' first picks in the six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I uh, make an appearance on that show, if I am not mistaken, and I talk about the player that I'm about to talk about here. So Will Levis is apparently going to be a top two pick, according to himself. Uh, according to what he has said recently, he reached out to his family and said that he's going to be going first overall. The odds have dramatically shifted in his favor Bryce Young is still the favorite to go first overall to the Carolina Panthers, but Will Levis's odds have have shot up uh, to uh, to him projecting out to be now the number two pick. I believe he went from like plus fourteen hundred to plus four hundred within like an hour or, or something like that. Point being, he has just really, really rocketed up there uh, to potentially go to the Houston Texans. So before I kind of dive into 
things about him, where I think he's going to go. Um, let's take a look at some of these options here uh, for Will Levis. So the Carolina Panthers, obviously, first overall pick. They, they're in need of a quarterback, among other things. They're going to take a QB. They traded up to do it. The Panthers are going to take a quarterback. It's looking like Bryce Young. Initially, it was think, it, uh, reports were saying it was going to be C.J. Stroud, likely. It seems like they've moved on from that. I think, personally, C.J. Stroud should be the first overall pick, but I'm not mad at Bryce Young being first overall either. Levis, I think, has a case, but if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I'm not negative on Will Levis. I'm just not as thrilled as some people were following his first season at Kentucky. I actually predicted some of the things that were going to happen with Will Levis in terms of, you know, what does his processing look like behind a different offensive line? What does a new scheme look like with him? Are things going to hurt him this season rather than help him? And that was the whole theme of last year's team is the offense had some really solid skill players with an erratic quarterback that was physically gifted behind an offensive line that never did the team any favors whatsoever. And it hurt Levis. So while I think that there are a lot of things that you can say positively about this kid, there are also, there's a massive risk factor here uh, because of the inconsistencies, because of, uh, you know, the the lack of processing, I think, at times uh, from, from this guy. Obviously, the comp here, as we have all discussed, is Josh Allen uh, for, the, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. You're looking at somebody that's got this boom or bust type of potential. Is he a first overall type of guy? I said it a year ago. I'll say it again. No. I don't think that he's the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Maybe I get cold take 24 hours from now. I doubt it. Houston is looking like the likely option here. They're in need of a quarterback. They also need an edge, so we may see them take an edge at number two. I believe there's a guy from Texas Tech uh, that people or that people are mocking uh, to the Texans pretty frequently here. You've got Arizona at three. They don't need a QB. Indianapolis is an interesting spot. I think this is probably where Lil, Will Levis goes. I'm going to explain why in a minute. And then you've got the Seahawks at five. So the Seahawks are in need of a lot of different positions, not named QB. But for some reason, there are some analysts out there that are falling in love with the idea that Anthony Richardson or Will Levis goes here. This is possible. I like Seattle. As a Kentucky fan, I would be perfectly fine with, Le with uh, Levis going to Seattle. Uh, at fifth overall, but I don't necessarily know if it's going to happen because I think that, again, I think the Colts are going to take him. You've got the Detroit Lions at six who could take a quarterback, but I don't think they're going to. You've got the Raiders who could take a quarterback, but I really don't think that they're going to. The Falcons could take a QB. Uh, the, the Tennessee Titans could take a, a quarterback if they really wanted to. And then the Houston's have a pick at 12, or the Houston Texans have a pick at 12. So I think that Houston and Indianapolis are the two spots that, are extremely likely uh, to pick up Levis. The Texans, because of what has happened with the odds recently, and then the Indianapolis Colts, because of what I think it would do for their fan base. So Indianapolis, for several years now, and I can't, I'm not going to speak on this, like I'm you know, well-versed in what's going on with the Colts franchise. I'm not a Colts fan. I don't follow the NFL intently. Um, I mean, I, I watch it, I read about it, you know, I, I learn about it, but I'm not like scouring the internet for things, all thi or all things Indianapolis Colts. I'm comparing this to something that may be inaccurate, but this is the way that I see it. When's the last time that they had a crazy, physically gifted young quarterback step into that franchise and perform? It was Andrew Luck. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Will Levis is Andrew Luck. What I will tell you 
is that both of them were extremely tough players. Obviously, Andrew Luck's career ended with, unfortunately, like really, really bad injuries. But I think Levis would be some sort of comp to him in the fans' eyes, and I think that would draw attention. Hey, we got this big, bruising quarterback that's physically gifted that may, may need a little bit more polish, unlike Andrew Luck. Um, but he, he's got all the tools to be somebody that we can work on in the future. On top of this, Indianapolis is a place where they've had deadbeat after deadbeat after deadbeat 50-year-old QB come in there where they've just decided with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, and there's one other that I can't remember right now, but they've just kind of been trading for old QB after old QB after old QB to either just barely miss the playoffs or uh, or get in and not do anything. Phillip Rivers is is the quarterback that I'm that I'm forgetting. So right now the Colts are in a spot where I think they're going to take a QB. I, I think that is highly unlikely that Stroud and Young get picked underneath, or one of them gets picked underneath Will Levis. I think that uh, the Texans, because of the odds, it makes sense now in my mind. Hey. Look, Levis has all these different things that the Texans Texans may be w- willing to take a chance on. Do they do that over Stroud? It's a po- it's possible, um, but I don't think he's going first or all, overall to the Panthers. I think it'll go Young. It will probably go Stroud. If I had to, if you put a gun to my head and you forced me to 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 make a guess here, I'm not sure who the Arizona Cardinals are going to take at three, and then at, at four, uh, I'm probably picking I'm probably picking Will Levis to the Colts. Uh, so that's my thought process on all of that with Will Levis. I don't think he falls further than 12 because if he does fall to 12, the Texans will pick him up at 12 if they don't get a QB at 2. And if they end up going for, for an edge at 2, I mean, that also makes sense as well. Um, but that's my that's my whole thought process on where Will Levis is going in the draft. It's either going to be 2 or 4, no further than four, or 12. Uh, if he falls out of the top 15, I will be... Very surprised, uh, to say is say say the uh, very least. So we're going to talk about that. I think on Friday, just to see where what what happens here with Levis. Um, but that's kind of the first time we've talked about football in a while. Just kind of want to give you all my thoughts, quick thoughts on Levis as a whole. He's a boomer bust prospect who did not really have a lot of help last season. He was the same player I think the year before. He just had better surroundings. What does he look like in a different scenario in an in an NFL? scheme in an NFL office we'll just have to see so if you've got any thoughts on Will Levis where he goes what he looks like you can leave that all in the YouTube comments below that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore and you can follow the show over on Instagram that is at Kentucky podcast questions comments concerns leave them in the comments hit me on the socials I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky Have a great rest of your day, and God bless.